0: Good morning, this is Catherine Elizabeth with Trained by Grace 2. And we're going to go over the story in John 9 of Jesus healing a man born blind. Lord, we're all born blind. We've all sinned and fallen short of your glory. And yet you come to us each one of us, and offer sight. Lord, thank you for this beautiful story. And thank you that you are so much more than anything man glorifies. In your precious and holy name, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. So Jesus is in Jerusalem, which is part of what makes this story very interesting. And when I did some more research, because the story was covered actually this Sunday last and a couple Sundays ago, um, I, I did some research on the Pool of Siloam that will come up in a minute. But anyway, so as he, Jesus, passed by, In verse 1, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, and it's pretty obvious from his answer, that first of all, they'd asked the wrong question. It becomes obvious later on that the Pharisees asked the same wrong question, so it was a cultural thing. If something was wrong with you physically, then obviously you had sinned. Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned, or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Verse 4, We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one, is, when no one can work. Number five, as long, or verse 5, As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Verse six. Having said these things, he spit on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, "Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent." So he went and washed, and came back seeing. What I found out about this pool of Siloam was that these would have been the days with the that were coupled with the Psalms of Ascension. There are certain things as you were doing in preparation for the next High Holy Day um, that happened. And one of those things was to wash in the Pool of Siloam. It was a preparation of cleansing. And so here this guy goes for the very first time in his life, to the pool of Siloam, in order... Now, he, he knows, and Jesus knows, it's in order for him to wash, for him to see, but him being see, being able to see allows him to do something he's never been able to do before, and that is to enter into the temple and worship. Which I have a feeling happens, although it doesn't say that, but... um. I have a feeling this next conversation occurs as he's entered the temple and as he's joining in to the temple worship. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar, because beggars were outside the gate of the temple, were saying, is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, "It is he? Others said, no, but he is like him. He kept saying, I am the man so they said to him then how are your eyes open verse 11 he answered the man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes and said to me go to Siloam and wash so I went and washed and received my sight they said to him where is he he said I do not know so here's all this is this the guy no that's not the guy and he hears him because, you know, most people who are blind will will very quickly say, Hey, my sight or my hearing is better because my sight is gone. So this guy's got pretty sharp hearing, no doubt. And he's hearing all this going around him. Is it him? Is he the beggar? What's he doing in here? Wait, he can see now. That can't be him. And the guy goes, yes, 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 I am the beggar you passed on the way in, gave gave alms to, helped out. Yes, I am that beggar, but I can see. Oh, well, how can you see? So this is that conversation, and they they brought to the Pharisees, in verse 13, the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So, immediately the Pharisees go into, and it's obvious later, they go into the, he can't do that on the Sabbath, therefore he's not from God, therefore he can't be the Messiah, therefore, despite the fact that this man was born blind and now sees, by the way we interpret the rules, this guy isn't from God I'll get you into that very quickly however the traditional place that man was formed from the dirt actually is Jerusalem the traditional place where Isaac sacrificed by abraham was jerusalem here jesus shows them and shows the blind man by taking the dirt and putting it on his eyes and making his eyes whole that he is creator god same dirt with you know walked over and all of that from the same place traditionally where God created man from dirt he's reminding them again we are made of dirt the Pharisees don't get the message so the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight and he said to them He put mud on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Verse 16, some of the Pharisees said, This man, meaning Jesus, is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. There should be kind of an addendum there, according to the the rules that the Pharisees had fenced the Sabbath with, or fenced the Torah with. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. Verse 17, so they said again to the blind man, what do you say about him since he has opened your eyes? He said he is a prophet. Verse 18, the Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight. And the the problem here is, is that they're running into something that is mentioned later, which is there's no way. There's no way that they can acknowledge that Jesus made the blind to see without acknowledging that he's the Messiah, which is what they don't want to do. And for some reason, they've already decided that. So in verse 18, they don't believe that he had been born blind until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, "We know that he that this is our son and that he was born blind, verse 21, but how he now sees, we do not know, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him he is of age, he will speak for himself. He's past the age of bar mitzvah is essentially what they're saying here. Verse 22, his parents said these things because they feared the Jews for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone, so they've already agreed out loud, decreed in a way that if anyone should confess Jesus to be Christ, okay, so the parents know that it's Jesus. The parents know that the minute they say Jesus healed our son of blindness they are saying Jesus is the Messiah, so they don't say that. Um, He was to be put out of the synagogue. So here this guy is, for the very first time, getting to enjoy Sabbath worship. It all blows up by the Pharisees going, wait, 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 He was healed by a way that we don't think is right. And rather than backing up and acknowledging they're wrong, and that Jesus is the Messiah, everybody is put into this corner of not really telling them what's going on. Verse 23, therefore his parents said he is of age, ask him. Verse 24, so for the second time, they called the man who had been blind and said to him, give glory to God, we know that this man is a sinner. He answered, whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know. Has Jesus done something in your life that's the one thing I do know? I know that Jesus took a very broken questioning 14 year old absolutely convinced me that he is God this guy one thing I do know that though I was blind now I see they said to him what did he do to you how did he open your eyes he answered them I have told you already and you would not listen why do you want to hear it again Do you also want to become his disciples? Which, honestly, is a great question from this guy. Do you want to know how he did what he did? Do you want to also heal people who are blind? But their answer is not so great. Verse 28, And they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken Moses. but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. Verse 30, the, the man kind of answers them back in like kind. The man answered, why, this is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard That anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born in utter sin. So the Pharisees go back to what Jesus corrected his disciples, but they refused to be Jesus' disciples, so they're back at this You were born in utter sin, and would you teach us? And they cast him out, no doubt, out of the synagogue, which his parents were afraid was going to happen to them. They let their son take the blunt of this. There, in the synagogue. Their son is cast out. Again, he's left out. But the story doesn't end there. And this is one of the beautiful things about the story. It doesn't end there. Verse 35, Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. Jesus said, Goes to him and he says he he tells him he belongs. As long as he believes in the Son of Man. And this guy believes. This guy was so stoked to go into the synagogue for the very first time in his life. He believes. He's always believed. How many times are people blocked from church that actually believe in God but they don't fit into the church? I wonder. Jesus confronts that here. And wouldn't it be a beautiful thing that one of the first things you see if you were to die, one of the first things you would see is Jesus saying you have seen him and it is he who is speaking to you. Verse 38, he said, Lord, I believe. And he does something that very few other people at this point do when they acknowledge who Jesus is. Even the disciples, when they said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God, they don't do this. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. Verse 39 Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Now, interestingly enough, the Pharisees didn't stop following this guy. Here they are right at his heels. Verse 40 Some of the Pharisees near him heard these things and said to him, Are we also blind? Which is a great question. It's a great question. And we should be careful to not be blinded by this world to what Jesus is doing and who Jesus is. And that takes work. I mean, it seems like it would be obvious, especially if you were raised knowing all of this stuff. But it's not. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's easy to get jaded. It's easy to hear the stories and not see the wonder in them. It's easy to not do what this man did. Do you believe in the Son of Man? Yes. But then not worship Him. It's really easy to do that. We must intentionally understand our blindness. We must intentionally understand who Jesus is. So Jesus gives them another shot. Verse 41, Jesus said to them, If you were blind, if you would just admit that you don't see what God sees, if you would admit that you don't have everything down to a science, if you would admit that you can't contain God, you would have no guilt. But now that you say, we see, now that you've judged how God is going to act, and now that you've judged that I'm not the Messiah because I don't fit your mold, now that you've judged that you don't believe in the Son of Man, is what he's saying here, your guilt remains, And by saying that, he tells them that their sin remains. And by saying that, he's saying, you may have cast this guy out of the synagogue for believing in me, but you cast yourself out of heaven and eternal life. May all who hear this podcast come to believe in the Son of God and worship him. Lord, may we be examples of your disciples. May we honestly, honestly say, yep, we are blind. We were blind. And the one thing we see, the one thing we know, is that Jesus restored my sight and showed me the beautiful love of God and healed me. And is healing me and one day is going to come back for that final healing of heaven and earth and bring mortality to immortality. God, we thank you for eternity. We thank you that you open the door for eternity for those who believe in you as the Son of Man of Daniel 12. In Jesus' precious and holy name, amen.